0: Today's podcast is brought to you by drinkers like you. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow.
1: It's time for another round of tapping the trap, or I guess, la trap in the case of today's episode. It's time to continue our Trappist series with some new Trappist beers. Well, new to the series, all these are very old breweries by today's standards. So grab whatever Abbey beer you can find, or just join us for Trappist 3 with a vengeance. And also, have a drink mm mm-hmm.
0: Welcome to Have a Drink, the show where you learn along with us about what you drink. I'm Brittany Lee Walker.
2: I'm Justin Frazier. Uh,
3: I'm Christopher Walker.
2: And I'm Casey Price.
0: Hey,
2: everybody. Oh. How's everybody Oof. doing? The loaded Woo-hoo. question, Bob. I was going to say, it, it feels tact. like, it's, uh, <laughs> I, feel like that's, uh, I just put some questions into a chamber and just... <laughs>
3: feels like it's been longer than it has since last episode. Yeah, I I, it uh, may be I the... guess it's just. A lot of miles between last episode.
2: Yeah, we we saw each other last week.
3: We did. That last week? Last weekend. Yeah. Last weekend. Yeah. We so all we got, got, got to meet up in. at, at Broken like, Throne and at Casey's for a delicious lunch. I ate so much meat that weekend.
2: Mm-hmm. I well, left we Casey's. We showed up to Casey's
3: and he made like three racks of ribs and some kind of special uh potato wedges. That he's like, oh no, we got this. Uh, I got this enzyme in that I'm going to use for a beer, and we. I decided to soak it with the potato wedges at 140 degrees, so it'd turn them sweet, and it was delicious. You listened, good.
1: yeah, yeah. No, we, you got all the details correct there. He's, he's <laughs> yeah.
0: taking
3: notes and whatnot.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> it was it was food, and it was delicious. Yes, I was paying <laughs> attention.
1: Um, I tried those without the enzyme the next day, and they were nowhere near as good. So oh, the enzyme yeah. really does the trick. Yeah.
3: I was eating them cold the next day with the <laughs> enzyme, and they were still fantastic. So. Yeah,
1: I went from, from there, Casey,
2: to my parents' house, where we grilled up a hundred uh, like, hot dogs for like <laughs> 20 people. <laughs> <laughs> we had hot dogs the next day, I'll say that.
1: Uh, yeah. We have hot dogs <laughs> for the next week.
3: And uh, the The emotes of I I was like Bob oh, and they're Casey.
0: Approved. Sorry.
3: Well, the <laughs> emotes of me. Um, Brittany I don't. Britney made an emote of you and Casey.
0: Well the, the 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 cheers one is is just like generic bearded dude. Uh generic no, brewer we'll say.
3: It's Bob because they're bald with a beard. No, I, there's Bob. I have a Bob one as well. Okay.
1: <laughs> nice. But yeah, it was great nice. having everybody in. Always fun to meet up and and drink beer and do some experimental stuff. So that's always fun.
3: I guess this is where we can say one of the reasons we were met up was to finally do a patron episode. We've been really terrible about finding time to cut those in, and we did an episode that we've been discussing like since the beginning of doing a podcast, and that was we did a light beer blind tasting.
0: And it was very illuminating. Very informative. (laughs) Like... Honestly, I think it's one of the better... Like, I mean, we've done a few blind tastings, I think, at this point, but I think it's probably one of the better ones we've done because it was like, oh, what? okay.
3: (laughs) And Casey even decided to like throw one in on it, like throw us off for a loop when it was like we'd started. And he's like, so... And his his wife, Ashley, was the one who poured them all for us so we didn't know what was what. But there was... Because he had a hunch. Why don't you go ahead and say it, Casey?
1: (laughs) So whenever... um these beers are brewed, and it goes back, I think, to the old um, was Simpsons joke. You've got Duff, Duff Light, and Duff—I don't know—Gold P- or whatever the the three were. But anyways, all call,
2: are, come out of the same.
1: Yeah, they're coming out of the same tube, but going into different tanks, and and I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's what these breweries are doing when they're brewing a light beer, really whatever beer they're brewing. They're brewing Bud Ice. At eight or nine percent, because that takes up less space in the tank, and then, and then before they adding water to yeah, add water in the last few minutes before they bottle it. So <laughs> I, uh, it makes sense.
2: Oh, there's one spoiler I will give for that episode. I I would have put money down that I knew exactly which one you had, because uh, you just oh, put yeah. you you would just put uh or actually had just put seltzer water into the. Into the Budweiser,
1: splash of uh, club soda,
2: and I, I would have, I would have thought, we, put all the money all in my thought. wallet down and said, it's this one.
3: Yeah, we all thought we had it pegged, and then minds were blown.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: definitely. L- literally,
0: was. I, there was like two that we just weren't surprised by at all, and then the rest of them were like, no idea, got nothing, cool. That's put <laughs> <We're just laughs> stuff in cans, kids.
1: Clear bottles but yeah my like way substitute. to go
3: what's that clear bottle the clear bottle was uh didn't pass the sniff test no um
1: the other kind of surprise of that was even though these beers all taste similar they were pretty varied
3: it was as much as you want to give people crap for them being like no i drink you know bud light over coors light or whatever there's a difference difference." difference." yeah Uh,
2: that is it's not it's not the one my father said though of course light is not <laughs> too happy <hockey.
0: laughs> but and then and then you have the difference of like when your uh leaving it sitting like like some of them stayed still super carbonated and crisp and whatever versus like the ones that watered down really fast like i don't know there was a lot involved and it was really interesting
2: like it was a good time yeah. fun time i then. don't i don't we'll... want to tell you what our should we tell them what our, we shouldn't tell them what <laughs> no. our favorite was no, 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 no. like that no, that, no, no. that needs to be a thing that's
3: if you want to hear this uh it will be up for the patrons and the patron feed mm-hmm. uh, you can go to the patreon hey there's another another uh, plug for that go jump on the patreon you can get like all you'll get all the past stuff and yeah. like all the post shows are on there for the patreon feed so mm-hmm. get just go yeah hey, you can get on there and kick us five bucks and you can get all this great stuff and you get to listen to that fun episode yeah and plug aside what else has everyone been up to because that was just you know july 4th weekend having yeah. some fun watching our kid <laughs> cry while he slides because he was so <laughs> exhausted but didn't want to <laughs> quit playing
0: because bouncy houses, you know, or bouncy pirate ships, in this instance.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was a fun weekend, but it I felt like crying as I was. It was just tiring after yeah. so long. Chris and I were running errands for the brewery because it was just that busy <laughs> down there. Hey, let's go get printer paper. All those th- types of things.
2: Yeah,
0: I... I will say though, finally getting to have food at Broken Throne was great
2: cuz awesome. so we cuz we hadn't eaten like, sure I hadn't eaten there yet. It was and, all gone when I got there. Actually, I could have gotten <laughs> something, but I was just we were just joking that's like we're all sold out.
1: Yeah, we really
3: well, were. You
0: you've been there more often than we have at least.
3: They though, really you know? almost were because when we went the next day, it was a pared down menu.
0: Yeah, cuz they're like we're out of some things and we're like fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that that burger is my <laughs> my my happy place. <laughs> By the way, I'm
2: just looking in the stream and I just realized that I'm wearing my college mm-hmm. like t-shirt. I just looked yeah. and I was like, oh, I didn't recall putting this on today. I literally just reached <laughs> in the closet and put on a shirt. I wasn't looking at what I had.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a yeah. good weekend. No,
2: Fun no, no, Shay. When, uh, when, when me and you were down there, food had not started yet. That's It's a pretty yeah, recent f- thing. Mm-hmm. Food's
0: very recent. And, uh, it's very and, it, and it's fantastic. I'm just going to, yeah, that's... T-
2: It looked good. I got to see it. I I I don't think you could have actually. Uh,
3: I don't think you could have because the line was what Kate when Bob showed up on that evening. It was like twenty-two people deep, deep, (laughs) and like the only way we were getting beers is because Casey was like abusing privilege. (laughs) Oh, he's like, well, he's like, I can (laughs) ring stuff up in my phone, and then just go down and serve us like myself. (laughs) So I was like,
1: well, whatever works. It. And
3: I got my
0: first broken throne piece of merchandise. I I wanted to get a hat because it was like a billion degrees outside and sunny and whatnot and their shirts you know, are awesome like so it's
3: to be said yeah. like right now they i think they're almost sold out of like the the Hophead king oh yeah, yeah. sure they the but they've got an awesome they've got an awesome gi joe shirt that's the one i got and they've got uh and i would argue even better top gun <laughs> shirt yeah, yeah i that's... think
0: that one was also like size limited so that's i was just like whatever it's been a good I seller i, I I wanted to get one of a hat, but they were all black, and I'm like, "Yeah, that's not going to go well today." (laughs) So we need hat variations. Mm. (laughs) Famous swag whore. Yeah,
3: I'm a glassware whore, and that's still like my broken throne pint glass is like my go-to because it is like because Casey knew how to he picked them right because they're the like perfect you I mean works for any beer glass.
0: Uh, Casey, they're asking, do you sell them
1: online? Not Mm -hmm. yet. We did there for a little bit um, around the holidays, and then we took it down. Um, We're getting restocked, and so we will soon. Um, We're just working out how we're going to be shipping at this point uh, Mm -hmm. because it's going to be a a totally different game on on that side because, I mean, we can calculate shipping in there, but it's just a matter of how do we do that and and where do we go.
3: It's just a matter of shipping shipping things to Alaska.
0: <laughs> well, and if nothing else, if you guys are still uh able to come up here soon, I'm sure we could work something out as far as
2: merchandise goes. Oh yeah. So, that's a know. that's a possibility at some point in the near future.
1: If nothing else, we can I can link you to the in um in brewery pickup and then I'll just, you know, mule it up to wherever we need to go. Yeah.
3: Okay. But so, uh, uh still plugs aside, what anything else?
0: Oh, yeah. No. Um I've had a garbage week. How about anybody else?
3: <laughs> Just been uh, adjusting
2: to my new job and uh, being uh, going from being the most knowledgeable person to toot my own horn, probably the most knowledgeable person in in the region uh, at my old job for for the level I was doing stuff, to being the dumb guy who, who you know everyone has to double check and fix his work.
0: Oh, oh. that's crazy. That's exactly the same position I'm in. Huh. Uh, Except it, mine's really not going well. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, That's why I'm drinking bourbon. Uh,
1: I um, we did so. I I do not stop my drinks obsession at the door whenever it comes to leaving the brewery or the show. I was able to convince the the powers that be at work that we needed a slushy machine there, <laughs> and so we ha- now have a slushy machine. Because um, we do tours, and so anytime that we've got a tour on campus, we will um, offer this slushy, which I've I've concocted. So passion fruit, orange, guava, we're over really well. Of
2: course, it is.
1: And and so mm. it, that's the slushy flavor. I didn't want it to be standard orange, which is the school. No,
2: product.
1: no. But as soon as pog you said passion, it. Yeah. Pog it.
2: Yeah. I was yeah. like, yeah. The, the, po- the pog treats Casey
1: right. And I'll say that. It, it's a it's a favorite for sure, and so it works out really well. in slushy form
3: get some <sighs> drunk. Slushy, slushy cider
1: cuz this is like high schoolers, but you know.
2: No. Oh. Slushy mm. cider. They got to drink drink
1: like a freshman. I want a slushy <laughs> machine at the brewery.
3: Well, uh the only thing I can add is today a uh, 4-hour round trip to uh take the the wee one for a birthday party. Ooh. Uh, that, yeah, was not that's how I spent my day and Yeah, that's... and I
0: and I had to do like actual work things, and then also get distracted from actual work things sometimes with TikTok because
2: sanity. <laughs> mm.
3: It's not like I was uh, having the best time. Our child is is not well behaved.
2: Uh he's <laughs> fine. He's just excitable. That's like, kids. Like he's very ex- yes. That's small a good way small to put children. That. You get you get everyone. You know you should give small children a pass until they're like you know. I don't know nineteen. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's about right. What age do they?
3: <laughs> what age do they stop being jerks? <laughs> oh, that's we yeah, have ninety-seven.
0: 97. <laughs> <laughs> Depends, really. All right. Yeah, we uh, definitely and and we do have to say uh, we um, have not done. We're not doing a news episode this week. This week, so because uh, normally we would say, "Hey, check out our." Also, news. there's a news show. BT Dubs. Uh, we do have the news show. If you haven't gotten caught up on that. There's that you can go catch up. That's fine. Some There's of those. No news.
3: There was no news for the last month. No I news. Mean, yeah, that's, I don't know. sometimes that's good news.
2: That's what I'm told.
0: Yeah, uh, and sometimes in the beer world, yeah, that may be good news. Actually,
2: actually, yeah. <laughs> no news is no new sexual harassment charges. Right. That <laughs> we yeah. know of. Actually, that's the real truth. There, no new ones were reported.
3: That, yeah. You know, that's a great pivot because our topic, you won't find any sexual harassment charges. Because um, the church sweeps them all under the rug.
2: There you go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Okay. Is that a oh, oh. Not bad
1: drunk.
2: <laughs>
0: yes. We're nope.
1: not that drunk. We're not that drunk. We're not that drunk. drunk.
2: My brain going yes. to zombie merit going. Don't draw attention to the Segway. <laughs> hmm. uh, uh, don't ask me to explain that. That's a really weird man. cut that I think only I remember.
0: GDI is just has been my my source of joy, <laughs> like <laughs> for the last like ever now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I, I, well, Amos was on there l- l- this last time, but like the one that I just finished listening to, they talked about like their top three pies. <laughs> mm. and I'm like these are the conversations I need to have I, <laughs> this uh, is what I need to hear in my daily
2: life I had, uh, I've had, got a and Odakta re- was on there and I was like <sighs> <sighs> I uh, I just got a new phone and I've got to try to get that uh, my podcast situation is mm. troubled oh. uh, but let's get um, started with the topic um, well <laughs>
3: before we topic I completely forgot so there's apparently another have a drink so, and they're like on iHeartRadio Mm-hmm. like on their whole network backed. So everyone should go rate them poorly oh. and kick dirt on them and call them trash. They're on
0: I Heart Radio, so they probably like have listeners or whatever.
3: No, we've been, we've been here holding this name for six years now.
0: Fine. Well, wow. God, six years. Everyone so- else has the <laughs>
3: common decency to like change it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. No, they just went direct and took the full well, name. Well,
2: you know, perhaps we'll We'll talk about the, uh, you know, who knows? That show probably doesn't have an episode on uh, on Trappist beers, let alone several.
3: So let's <laughs> let's
2: start out by talking about Chema.
3: He's just swung, trying to figure out a, a way to... He swung for that one. He's like, how can I trigger yes. somebody? <laughs>
2: try to that was, <laughs> Chris, we know each other too well now. It's literally like, no. <laughs> No, Bob's Bob's out there, Babe Ruth, and his trolling, just pointing his, pointing <laughs> his verbal bat to the to the bleachers, going mm hmm. <laughs> now, uh, what was you were saying, jame Yes. Yeah. All right, uh, jame Shemay, <laughs> <Chimay. Chimay. laughs>
3: whatever, Shemay, Shemay. I've uh, always said jame and then it's like, oh no, I say it wrong because I'm a, I'm a barbarian, I guess.
0: Every time we say something wrong, we just need to be like, because Louisville. That's the reasoning
2: I'm going to get started with the episode We're going to keep staying in the weeds For most uh, beer drinkers around the world uh, Shimei means Trappist beer Shimei became the first monastery to sell beer Away from its door Uh, (laughs) I mean that's fair I guess Because all the other ones were coming up Can we have some beer? Uh, Yeah fine Uh, Thank you (laughs) We'll give you some money We take an oath of poverty man What do we do with this? Uh, anyway, the, uh, uh, they are the first to sell away from their door, first to the bottle, and first to promote the Trappist mark. Sounds like, sounds like a special form of currency when it, cause, you know, the German mark. Trappist marks. As we have here, uh, 90,000 Trappist marks. How much is that <laughs> worth? About a buck 50 American. <laughs> uh, Anyway, it sells uh, beer in more countries than any other Trappist brewery. It exports the largest per- percentage of its production, uh, about hun- uh, 1,200 hectoliters or uh, 102, sorry, 120,000 120, 120, hectoliters. Yeah, I, I realized after I stopped, I was like, I missed a word. Uh, <laughs> 120,000 hectoliters uh, or 102,000 barrels. That's uh, about 35% of its uh of the production
3: being yeah for exports yeah
2: shame's yeah. history begins when monks dispatched from uh oh here we go uh vest vestvletterin
3: yes and if you want to know more about the vestvletterin is not wasn't that our last uh, trappist episode
2: i think so mm. that was trappist 2 electric boogaloo <laughs> uh, anyway the uh uh they were dispatched in 1850 to, uh, and established the uh, Abbe de Scourmont. Scourmont. Uh, Voldemort. Uh, <laughs> with an easy <laughs> walking good. distance at the French border. I, it could be. he Voldemort could be a good guy. I don't know. I've not read those books.
3: There's going to be a common theme. That's going to uh, be
2: the every every.
0: European word we don't understand. Just say Voldemort. There's going to be a
3: common theme for uh, the establishment of the monasteries or the abbeys that we're talking about today. <laughs> it's They're all within a stone's throw of the French border, and as we find out, it was just a bad idea all around. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah, they just weren't getting of, far enough away. <laughs>
2: there's a period of time where uh, you know the French border is a little disputed. <laughs> it, it wasn't a long period of time; just somewhere between. <laughs> Oh,
3: 1800
2: time and, <laughs> 1800 and uh, I guess to 2000, <laughs> sorry, till uh, 1947, somewhere in there. I think they've, yeah. they've got it worked out finally. <laughs> um, anyway, the monastery commands a little, uh, commands a hillside amid trees uh, and surrounding farmland, uh, regal in the manner that uh, makes it hard to imagine it was hacked out of marshland and forest. Uh, <laughs> I love that I always get the hard pronunciation words. What Dylan Chase says, like, yeah, yeah, we usually load them up for early. Uh, it's fine. We've I do the worst job, sure. and it's the most fun for me to get to guess. Uh, but yeah, uh, hacked out of marshland. That's that's the most European thing I can think of, at least early European. is like, no one can live here. I can do it. Take hours of work, like, whatever, man. We're gonna build a. Ha- here's a- some.
3: Here's a handful of serfs.
2: Yeah, second like, like, we build a castle. That one cra- That one. That one sank into the swamp. We build another castle, and that one sank into the swamp too. But a third <laughs> castle. That one got struck by lightning, set on fire, and then fell into the swamp. But the fourth <laughs> castle stands.
3: There's your Eddie Izzard uh, does this, uh, uh, <laughs> joke for today. Does
2: anybody that's have a, bingo uh, no, a bingo uh, that's, uh, mm. yeah, that's that's Holy Grail. That's not Eddie Izzard.
0: Oh, that's true. Wow, yeah.
3: oh.
2: huge. It, it sounds very Eddie Izzard. <laughs> See, uh, <laughs> Amos knew where I was going. Well, uh, the monks toiled for twelve years in harsh conditions to complete the abbey. But in fairness, what else were they doing? Uh, then the uh, and by then, a brewery was up and running, uh, with the immediate sales to the public. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess they went, man. That that cost a lot of money.
3: <laughs> we got to recoup that. Like
2: we uh we poor, right? Yeah, we're heavily in debt. Once beer, just <laughs> monks like you know roaming into town like ah. Huh? Uh, I think my version of of. Of these events is is more fun.
0: Yours is the drunk history version. <laughs> Yours That's is exactly a party like it the It's not
3: <laughs> that monks died during the construction of the abbey. It's that they had a good time doing it, and then they come down off the hill with like steins of beer for the village. Like, who wants
0: beer? They're they're literally driving the uh, the the pedal wagon. We things. are fifty <laughs> wild
3: and crazy guys. I'm j-
2: <laughs> Look, if I I'm just saying. If I had control of how people were behaving back then, this is how this is how events in history would have played out. There would have been a lot less tragedy and a lot more just people going like, ah?
0: It would have literally been Monty Python. It was like a, a blend of Monty Python and Mel Brooks.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, History <laughs> of the World Part 1 was, was where I started learning history. Uh, <laughs> explains a lot. <laughs> you try. <laughs> Uh, anyway the first beer was produced in 1862 it was called a uh, called Bavaria and was descended from uh, uh, was described as uh, a bottom fermented yeah as a bottom fermented beer such as those in uh, Dortmund Germany I probably butchered that apologies to Germany uh, a strong Uh-oh. brown ale uh, perhaps drawing a recipe from Vas uh replaced that only after a few batches the monks drank a weaker table beer served from wooden casks called, uh, beer de forte, fort, I guess, forte. I
0: don't know. I, maybe just fort.
2: Uh, in a, uh, cellar under the kitchen uh, and, promo- uh, and promoted the pr- <laughs> uh, product sold, and promoted the product sold, uh, in 750 milliliter bottles as Trappist made, uh, Beginning in uh, 1875, Chimay offered uh, the public two kinds of beer. Uh, The only difference being the higher-priced one was aged in uh, tar-coated barrels. That seems familiar. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Doctors endorsed the beer from the tar uh, tar barrels as healthier.
3: (laughs) can't Uh, imagine that was actually the case. I
2: mean... (laughs) The <laughs> cellar into the kitchen was my 80s throw-packed band. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's a good one there, Amos. I I, I approve. Uh, anyway, uh, sh- uh, Shemay continued to emphasize the quality of its beer when the brewery was rebuilt after being sacked by Germans in World War
3: One. Again, of... uh, building your abbey on the French border <laughs> might not have been the best call.
2: I mean... It's really Belgium's fault for being in the way of the Schliefflin plan. I mean, <laughs> if if they didn't want to get conquered by, uh, uh, by Germans, they should have just let them walk right through like they wanted. <sighs> Couldn't
3: they have been like the Finns? You just got to have one guy up in some trees to hold back an entire country's army?
2: I mean, what they did do was uh, look at the, uh, look at the Germans coming through and go, we need to go across your bridge and they just take the the detonator and just go
3: yeah
2: what bridge <laughs> we're going to kill a lot of you now you know that worth it <laughs> uh anyway after the uh German sacked the brewery in world war ii the monks decided not only to rebuild and expand but to modernize and improve uh quality controls father uh theodore and, and de Klerk worked together and by all accounts the monks took a hands-on role in the brewery for more than 40 years uh except the dude that was a dude named isaac uh, <laughs> uh anyway he wasn't afraid to uh uh, he was afraid to make changes, according to Chimay records. He first began using hop extracts in ni- in uh, 1950. <gasps> right,
3: the devil, you say. Uh,
2: when he developed the recipe for Chimay White in 1966, he used only hop extracts. Uh, well before smaller breweries used extracts.
1: I didn't realize they were around that far back. Right. <clears throat> who would have Who would have thought to do Yeah. You know, I don't know how
2: they, you know, how they make them outside of.
1: So the ones today are you use supercritical CO2 and soak the hops in it and it extracts like a solvent. And then you bring the CO2 back up to standard temperature and pressure and it evaporates out, which leaves behind the, the residue. But. Back then, uh, it was just
2: some dude named Steve just sitting there with a pump, just... Like a <laughs> yeah, tire, I don't know. Like a tire pump, just trying to
1: pull the air out. Like, they, I got they, it.
3: Back then, they weren't, like, ordering the extracts. They had to be making the extracts themselves. I
1: don't know. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there were hop companies and hop brokers, but um, well, CO2 yeah. hop extracts, let's let's research that, and I'll get back to you. Okay. Casey's <laughs> well, down
3: a rabbit hole.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, the... Uh, the innovation didn't stop there. In 1967, Father Theodore, uh, I, I want to say uh, Theodore because I'm like, oh, I think he's foreign. Probably doesn't pronounce it like I would. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, but no, Theodore uh, totally replaced flowers and pellets in Chimay red uh, and blue, uh, Chimay blue with extracts. So yeah, hmm. just, so no,
3: none of this. Across the board.
2: Later, he told visiting breweries uh, visit, a visiting brewer that he made the changes because extracts gave him more control over the bitterness from batch to batch. That makes sense. That's a mm-hmm. bit bit less uh, dependent on how how one year worked to another year. Uh, two other Trappist breweries, Orval and Vosne have since begun using extracts, and today we find extracts and uh, at many larger breweries uh, producing Abbey-type beers. Uh, Father Theodore oversaw multiple brewery additions uh, and renovations beginning in the 1960s into the 1990s, including the installation of uh, cylindro-conical tanks that replaced open fermenters. Mm. Uh, Wanting control over how bitter your beer was. I bet uh, not having open fermenters is like, oh, wow. Man, this is a lot easier. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The tanks, holding Mm -hmm. 500 hectoliters, uh, 425 barrels, measure 8 meters deep and 4 meters wide with a shallow cone, uh, maximizing the amount of beer exposed to the yeast, according to the brewery. Chimay uh, takes its water from its own well and uh, illustrated how much it values the quality during one-round expansion. Uh, The brewery briefly uh, contracted with La Trappe and uh, then considered a Trappist monastery to produce Chimay White. To ensure consistency, Chimay shipped water to the brewery in the Netherlands for Latrap to use in brewing Chimay Wipe. Uh Declerc uh, once declared the water perfect for brewing. So okay. they shipped their water. They shipped their yeah. water
3: <laughs> to the Netherlands. From, from the well in the middle of their abbey all the way to the Netherlands to make sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Seems a bit much. <laughs> They're like, oh well we have water here. I've had yeah. your beer. I'm sending you Mars. <laughs> uh, Chimay, ha- uh, which has its own maltings until after World War II, now uses a malt produced in Belgium with much of the barley grown in France.
3: Tasty. So the glass, um, if you were uh, to tune into the pre-show over on uh, Ritual Misery, you would have caught a discussion about uh, the glassware and how most of it for uh, Abbey Ales is vaguely similar and just because that was talking about the the exact uh, dimensions and everything and the shape of the fermenters used and everything, like those conical, you know, you're getting the picture that they're wider than they are deep and all this, and the Orval one, while I didn't include it in the episode, there is uh, in the book, which was the source for a lot of this, the Brew Like a Monk, they do talk about how the glass was designed to look similar to one of those Those open top fermenters. And it's also uh, the Orval one was designed to uh, make you think of the architecture of that abbey. (laughs) So it's supposed like that they had it was the architect of the abbey who was brought in to help design glassware.
0: I mean, that's neat. Yeah.
3: Wow. All right. So uh, the the beers of Chimay. Uh, The color of the caps on beers sold in the 330-milliliter bottles identify the three beers offered for sale. We all know these. Of course, they're the red, white, and blue. (laughs) They carry different names than the 750-milliliter bottles. Uh, Chimay Red, which is Premier, inspired by beer Forte, however you want to go with that one, can fairly be called a double. Uh, The White... Uh, yeah, I'm not even going to try. Sunk <laughs> sense. sense. Sunk sense nice. uh, would be the triple. And blue, uh, the Grand Reserve, is a strong dark. The Belgian, uh, as a Christmas specialty in 1948, eventually becoming a year-round product in 1954. The strongest mm-hmm. of the family at 9% ABV, the Grand Reserve draws comparisons to port when properly cellared. Now, yeah, after reading that, I'm like, maybe I want to try and cellar some of that. Yeah. The beer of R.L. Stein. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's best consumed while
2: smoking pony rolled blunts.
3: In a, in a jacuzzi. Shemay uh, also packages Grand Reserve and Magnum bottles. The big boys, uh, the brewery makes a beer for the monks called Dore or Refter uh, three or four times a year. Those words are even unlike, a
2: little bit alike,
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know, unlike the other beers, whose spicy characteristics can be attributed to the yeast, the Dore Dore contains coriander and curacao.
2: Hmm. Is it blue? I don't know about that. <laughs>
3: uh I don't even know how to know uh, how to approach the next first
2: de... Potre... Pot
3: or
0: see i didn't guys. give
3: it i didn't give it all to uh to to justin no <laughs> but uh the inn the monastery operates uh about a quarter of a mile from the abbey sells the dore and the beer sometimes shows up in beer cafes away from the brewery
2: illegally. Hmm. i guess that is I was gonna say to like go. uh like some some miscreant on a red
3: bicycle just rolling away. He's like,
2: you'll never take me alive!
3: Rolling away with all that yeast in the bottom of the bottles. He's like, you're just giving it away, you fools! <laughs> but yeah, uh, to go go back to the pre-show, I'm telling you, you guys need to go go to the pre-show uh, over on Ritual Misery because they talked uh, brought up it was great because Kent was talking about wanting to He didn't say bars or tasting rooms, but that's kind of what he was getting at. He's like, they're more like cafes. And yes, that is exactly what all of them, like every one of the Trappist beers are served in cafes. That's what they operate. They operate a cafe. It's like a beer cafe attached. They don't call them bars or tasting rooms. It's just the cafe.
0: Well, cafe just sounds, you know, significantly better. European
3: even.
2: You just sit there (laughs) eating a scone and... Mm. Drinking beer, or a biscotti, or whatever they serve in cafes.
3: Well, all right. Here's where we're going to now finish. Well, we finished with the uh, chimay, chimay, however you want to go, and we're going to move on to our next one. Chimay. And we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and I guess play the uh, play the theme.
0: Oh, okay. Yes, that makes sense. And I definitely have that ready.
1: Drink with me, friend.
2: Had to push us away from me for a while.
3: We're all uh, going to be drinking the same batch of Orval.
2: Mine's had some painstakingly time
3: to acquired by me. It really wasn't that painstakingly.
0: Whoa. Isn't it kind of like everywhere?
3: Well, getting the same batch is kind of difficult. Oh, yeah, 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 that's like, that's the tricky part. Three bottles from the same batch. Uh, it was kind of difficult. Whoa, and this the head on this thing. Oh, yeah,
2: that's the thing. If you're going to pour I like it, carbonated. you're, you're going to need to Very go ahead and start gentle. reading for a little bit. Because uh,
3: it's going to take but a minute. I've so. got to pour Brittany's, and then I'll start reading. Figured we could enjoy the the product of the monks while we talk about the monks. So I guess By I'll mind. go ahead and start about them. Um, By the way, so I'm if you're mine reading,
2: out of mine out of a fat tire glass, which I just sure. thought was appropriate.
3: Uh, that, yeah. So Orval, if you revisit our first Trappist episode this year, you'll hear about how Rochfort was the first Trappist brewery to brew. That may be true, but Orval qualifies as the oldest monastery occupied by current Trappists and the youngest. Uh, Fun facts all around hmm. in this one.
2: Wait. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs>
3: It's the oldest and the youngest. Occupied by current Trappist. Trappist didn't found it. So Benedictines founded it in 1070, but abandoned it shortly thereafter, leaving the Cistercian... How did we decide to say it? Cistercian.
2: Cistercian. Cistercian.
3: To reestablish the Abbey in 1132, The first record of brewing at the monastery dates to 1628, but it seems likely monks made beer there as early as the 12th century. The monastery became Trappist in the 17th century, then returned to the more mainstream Sisterian order in the 18th century. I'm going to pause there as I'm going to see it. (laughs) Like other monasteries, the French sacked it in the 1790s. Again, the French border, kind of a precarious place. (laughs)
2: Yeah, like, I mean,
3: the revolution was going on. They did money somewhere. and uh, So, yeah, this is where the oldest slash newest comes in because it was sacked in the 1790s, and it wasn't rebuilt until 1926. <laughs>
0: okay. Definitely, definitely a minute there.
3: <laughs> yeah. So legend has it that the Princess Mathilda gave Orval its name when her wedding ring fell into a lake in the valley. She prayed for its return at once a trout rose to the surface with the precious ring in its mouth matilda exclaimed truly this is place or this place is a val de or or valley of gold in gratitude she decided to establish a monetary on the site or val trademarked its logo showing a trout with a golden ring in 1934 and <sighs> you can probably take that story and wad it up and throw it away Oh, it's got to be all. I mean, yeah, you know, that's, that's neat,
0: <clears throat> you know.
2: I never knew that. It does explain, like, as soon as you said that, I looked down at the label and I went, there yeah. is a, f-, like, that does explain the fish with the ring.
0: I mean, yeah, that's a neat story. It
3: makes sense. I mean, not, not the story, story exactly, but why there's a fish with a ring on oh, yeah, the yeah. label. Yeah.
1: Well, I never even saw the fish with a ring before now. It's just, just,
3: weird design, design.
2: You're just like there's some, some weird geometric <laughs> thing there, man. I don't know. It's
3: jumping out of the V. <laughs> but yeah, I, I never really paid, you know, beyond the, you know, the lettering. <laughs> That's all I ever looked at. Yeah. But so uh, producing but one beer, it might seem that the monks of... Abbe Orval operate with a particularly single purpose. Of course, it's not that simple. Balancing the operation of the variety of commercial endeavors uh, at Orval with a life of prayer challenges 21st century monks. More than when the role of St. Benedict was written, Orval dominates the appropriately named Valley of Gold. Uh, well to the south of Belgium and quite near the French border, as you know, we found out didn't work out for them. More than a hundred thousand visitors a year tour ruins of the twelfth century abbey or seek retreat in the guest rooms. Many visit; they do guest rooms there. I am very much wanting to go. God, yes. Mm-hmm. Many visit the gift shop to buy cheese, yes. bread, beer, yes. and other products made by Trappists and Trappistines. Trappistines. Mm-hmm. Uh, overall, sixteen Give months, me a Trappistine live in the full monastery, uh, once inhabited by a hundred. Wow. That's. So it, if you're looking for there. one of those, some of those sad numbers, which are going to come up in the rest of the episode, I'm sure it's even fewer now. But when yeah. when this book was written, sixteen monks were left.
2: I mean, that's going to be the most monks at one of these monasteries.
3: And it's a, pretty much the average number. Yeah. It's uh yeah the monks aren't in the best shape. But no, I want to go. I want to go to Orval. Pretty pretty bad.
0: All right. Well, the beers of Orval.
3: An extensive list,
0: <laughs> indeed. Uh, Tim Webb has described Orval as God's homebrew. <laughs> the brewery lays no claim to having recreated an ancient recipe. When brewing resumed in 1932, the first brewer came from Germany, and his assistants from and his assistant from East Flanders. For whatever the reason, they created a recipe like no other Trappist beer. Mm-mm. Francois de Haren uh, de Haren. Not sure. Orval's commercial director believes the recipe of today is a little different than the first and thus would have been dry hopped from the outset. Of course, we all associate the famous Gouda Orval, I don't know, the taste of Orval with Brettanomyces wild yeast, uh, which may not, sorry, wild yeast, which not only adds a fresh leather taste, yum, <laughs> but also consumes sugars other yeasts do not, lightening and firming the body.
2: Uh, Casey, Jackson, Sorry, uh, uh, Casey. You were talking about there's a, a yeast you have to keep separate from other yeast because it's like mm. too aggressive. And that's all I'm thinking of right now is them going. It eats it's sugars other yeast won't. He's like, toss that in there.
1: Yeah. Um, it'll dry it out. So as your these some of these others beers that I've been drinking on the Chimay as well, but they'll have a little sweetness at the end, even though they're they're dry beers. Mm -hmm. Um proportionately they've got a little bit of sweetness there. And so the Orval, I haven't tasted it yet, but it should be bone dry. Um this is a this is a younger one. 2020. So it's not um
3: super old. Oh yeah. But But the February 9th twenty twenty was this batch. Mm
1: So the the yeast should the Brettanomyces should have had time to take care of the rest of the the the, any sugars that are in here, which is why you also get that super foamy head and lots of carbonation. Yeah, is because Mm -hmm. it's finishing up the process while it's in the bottle.
3: Let's go ahead and I mean let's just go and dig in. We've got them all sitting in front of us. Been opinions. Yeah, I'll I'll say
2: this: the the head was bizarrely hoppy and bitter. Yeah, like dry hop it, dry hop it to the ground. (laughs) Like, I don't expect the head to still have that aroma kind of (laughs) cooked into it.
0: Yeah, it's definitely like you. As soon as you take a drink of it, you're just like, "Oh, there's yes, this is (laughs) this is complex. That's for sure."
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, smells like a saison, spicy, peppery. Um,
0: it does smell like the saison. I will agree with that. I don't think it, it tastes like one, but I think no. it's
3: very much like a Saison in a yeah. lot of regards. It's got a,
2: uh, it's got, it, it It still has some of that that spice flavor, not like jalapenos, but like, you
1: like, know. Baking spices. Yes. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, man. These would be really good at Christmas time.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It throws me. So Orval, is. it tastes like this light fruity, kind of spicy Saison, and then you hold it up and look at it, and it's dark and cloudy, and you're like, wow, it really swings the other way visually. Mm-hmm.
0: It, it has cool. like a um, a ginger, black pepper, kind of that those kind of spice situations. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of specific ones that, that stand out.
3: Yeah. where If we look back at the beers we've had in the other episodes from the other Trappist breweries, those all tend to be, you know, darker, sweeter. Sour, yeah. uh, some of them sour, but mostly just sweeter overall. Like all the Trappist beers yeah, are pretty has... sweet, and this this like hard left turn. They're like, <laughs> no, here is some hops.
0: Yeah, yeah. 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 Hops and, and, and spices. Hey,
1: <laughs> uh, the the dryness of it mm-hmm. at the end. Mm-hmm. You're not. You're not getting even without the hoppiness. You're not getting any sweetness, sugary sweetness that you would get in some of the others. Now, this is a 6.5% beer. Or no, sorry, almost 7% alcohol by volume. Um, But 6.9. Yeah, it's up there. Um, But you're still not getting anything residual on that. I like to – you'd have to use a whole bottle on my tools to see what the final gravity is. But I'm sure this (laughs) one's going to be pushing um, really close to 1.0.
0: So what? where are you guys at,
2: yay or nay on it?
1: Mm. Yay. I'm yay. Oh, yeah. This I would take on on a hot summer's day, any day.
2: Hmm. Remember that scene in uh, Beer Fest when they're really excited about about the beer?
0: They want to brush their teeth with it?
2: Yeah. Well, no, that's uh, it's a different movie. It's the... Uh... No, it's Beer Fest. No, <laughs> yeah, it's Beer Fest. Oh, sorry. Brush I'm your thinking teeth of, with it. Okay, I'm thinking of uh, I Brush My Teeth to that. Oh. 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 From, yeah, get them to the Greek. Fair enough, yeah.
0: So, huh? So I'm the only one that doesn't like it. Cool.
3: <laughs> you don't like? Give yours <laughs> over here. I'll drink it. Give it over um, here. I want it.
0: I to give me that. Uh, I can't get the um, oh yeah feeling out of my my head or mouth about it. With, um, you know, imagine.
3: <laughs> imagine if <laughs> the, you will. At dark. Imagine. Imagine the the
0: scent of a nursing home, no. and you're somehow drinking that scent. <laughs> nursing
3: homes like antiseptic, and no, I don't. This is this
0: tastes like this tastes like I'm drinking old woman perfume.
3: I get where you're pulling that from because this is farmhousey. This is it's very so farmhouse. It's
0: so flowery and and perfume, and I can't. It's I don't know. I, I drink this, and it, I'm
3: just I'm pulling. I'm like, I taste the earth out of this. Yeah. I don't know the hops and everything. I'm just like, oh, like of a lot of these. This is like a Trappist beer that like pulls me in, and I'm like, I don't know. More of the experience. I'm sure they're going for is like I taste the earth and the labor in this beer. I you taste didn't care for the sa-
1: perfume You didn't care for the saison that I, that we made, did you?
0: No this this tastes <laughs> nothing like a saison to me.
3: I don't know where your tongue's at. <laughs>
0: that's normally i mean yeah but no this i like saisons this tastes nothing like a saison
1: the reason i say that is cuz it had uh it had like floral essence in it so it was intended to be florally on that one but
0: oh, uh, i didn't get that from it but no yeah i and and cuz so the thing that's got to that be have, the brett
3: that's throwing you on this like possibly yeah,
0: that, maybe i
3: brett could do i can see how brett can do that because brett can really mess with some palettes
0: yeah, and you know my palate's all I, jacked anyway,
2: but wait, you, uh, it's, it's all your palate's all roided out from the super tasting.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> that's what it is. Uh, no, I I just I, and I tried to keep. I was like, oh, maybe it, maybe I'm just like being weird about this, and I'll keep drinking another drink. And I'm like, nope, still a uh, still old lady perfume. Uh, it is straight up like grandma perfume. Like I can't even stand the smell of it. uh <laughs> oh. <laughs> Brett is the a hole in the room.
3: I'll blame the Brett in this I'm case that you're just not you're not jiving with the Brett in this beer.
0: <laughs> yeah. You I, wanna, go and, I wanna like it. Why don't you go
3: ahead and tell us about more about these beers?
0: Indeed. Brett, yeah, so the Orval uh,
3: drink here around Seville. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sorry. Uh, so uh not musician but famous beer writer Michael Jackson writes that the Flemish brewer may have introduced Brett Nemises, uh when De Klerk is that how we're saying it, De Klerk. Uh, who also played instrumental roles in making Shemay and Rockford beers what they are, consulted with the brewery in 1950, he suggested the beer stone that had built up in the lagering tanks be scrubbed out. A sin. Yes. Uh, after customers complained that Orval had been lost, brewers collected wild yeast strains of the area, which have been added to secondary fermentation ever since.
2: They're out in a field with a butterfly net just catching yeast. <laughs> Get here.
3: Essentially.
0: That's what I'm picturing for some reason, too. Uh, the brewery began to migrate fermentation from open stainless steel fermenters to 200 hectoliter sil- uh, cylindro conical tanks in the late
3: 1990s. So, the, the ones from, yeah, from Chimay, Chimay that we were talking about, and that's again like harkening back to the Orval glass, mm. is meant to invoke the image of those tanks. So,
0: mm-hmm. workers mounted a single tank, conducted taste tests, and made adjustments. Based mostly on sensory analysis, the brewery put five more cylindro-conical tanks online in 2004 after, Mm. quote, nobody was able to recognize which beer came from where. Mm. (laughs) I guess that's a good thing. I don't know. Uh, Yeah, they they would do a
1: a triangle test. So you would have on one side two beers that came Ah. from one tank and then one beer that came from the other. And if you can tell the different beer, they're different. If you can't tell the one beer that's different, then your triangle test has proven that they're not any different to a certain percentage. um, You need like a certain number of people that, out of so many, that can tell.
3: So theirs was to the point where it's like you you don't know which tank any of these came from. So we're rocking.
0: Well, modernization continues at a regular pace. Orval added a new lagering cellar with six hundred or with six (laughs) hundred with six. 200 hectoliter tanks and the distinctive trout and ring logo set in tile in the floor in 1998. Just saying they could have
2: also had 206 hectoliter tanks. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I
0: mean, you know, shooting for the stars. Uh, That's what we work with. (laughs) I'm okay with that. (laughs) Uh, It replaces 22 year old bottling line in 2005 and began working on plans to install a new brew house in 2008. The monks wow. don't hesitate to invest <laughs> by turning to Cylindro Conical Tanks. Orval shortened primary fermentation from five days to four. Uh, until recently, the beer was neither filtered nor centrifuged.
3: I guess, so this is, it, you have to look at, I, I also didn't include it in here. This is something I should have. Uh, I think it came, It was to Orval, because I'm pretty sure it was them or Shemay, that has, uh, they hired an outside, like a non-monk, to do like a professional brewer to handle their brewing. Mm. He was looking like there's a, an interview with him in the, in the book. And he was talking about, he was just looking for like a more Christian life. So he was like, Hey, I'll do this. But, uh, he talked about how change it. So the monks are trying to do cost cutting, but at the, it's to the point of you can't affect anyone's job. You can't affect anyone's hours. You can't affect the end product. Mm. <laughs> and So he's like, and ev- basically every monk has to approve of whatever change you've brought forward as a cost-cutting measure. He's like, there's an entire board and the individual brewers and all this, and it can't, you know, has to hit all these notes. See, so when you think about, it, you're able, like, with this primary fermentation, you're able to cut an entire day out of the process. Like, this is one of deal. the only yeah. ways to do cost cutting, yeah. for a Trappist beer.
2: I'm, I'm just picturing them going like.
3: Yeah, we thought we'd you know put some, some
2: centrifuges in and some. He's like, like, like there's like one monk guy going,
3: no, I don't want to. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it just has to. Yeah, one has to be like I. I find that you know I object to that because this I feel this would you know go against what we do for whatever reason, and that's all it takes for the whole thing to be like the whole thing mm. to be shot down. Yeah,
2: he's like, I just wanted to make hazy IPAs at a Trappist monastery
1: and. <laughs>
3: And I would say dog. GTFO. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, so now the brewery uses a centrifuge before bottling to remove much of the old yeast, then doses the beer in line with sugar and the primary yeast.
3: I'm going to actually blame that on What's-His-Face from New Belgium, because they're like, look, we can't have <laughs> any more a-holes sneaking <laughs> off with the yeast.
2: <laughs> I yeah. Mean, I yeah. Thinking, I, when they were saying, like, yeah, we have to, like, filter, it's like, yeah, I bet, uh, I bet that's just been a problem. They're like, man, people are making beers out of our yeast. So How are, are they getting there? Cut, we cut could filter out. it, uh, but <laughs> but I like I like you know getting that last bit of yeast in there.
0: Mm. <sighs> well, enough Brettanomyces remains in the bottle that fermentation continues, although the brewery calculates re-fermentation will last only nine months. About three okay. million cells of fresh yeast are added per milliliter, with a target of ten grams of carbon dioxide, five volumes per liter in the bottle.
3: Answering some of those questions when we poured it.
1: Five volumes. So to give you an idea of what, what that is, a volume of CO2 means that whatever space is inside the bottle, that's five times. That is how much CO2 that is. So they pressurized it to a point to where five times, if you were just breathing, had CO2 out normal temperature and pressure out here in the atmosphere, They've compressed that amount of CO two to fill the bottle five times with CO two. <laughs> huh. So
3: That and, explains the head. And yeah. put it
1: put it more succinctly with what you're probably used to with normal beers. A British beer is probably looking at one point four volumes, and a typical <laughs> American beer is looking at at two and a half to two to two and a half volumes while you're american light loggers are looking at like 2.6 somewhere in that range
3: probably <laughs> so
0: <laughs> they went full banana pants exactly.
3: yeah <laughs> today i learned they
0: <laughs> Trappists they, aren't messing around with
3: carbon YouTube. hard
2: yeah. <laughs> oh yeah carbon hard with a vengeance
3: <laughs> is that what the next uh trappist well, episode is that's what this one is and now it is oh <laughs> <laughs> so
1: that's what happens uh, when i come off of keto
3: <laughs> 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 Carved with a vengeance.
0: That's that's just me every day.
2: Methane <laughs> a vengeance is uh, what happens when you're at a certain altitude.
0: Mm. Oh
3: man, man I, went, oh,
0: I miss Yeah, my my Google what? Photos
3: for the last two weeks has just hey, been oh, pumping yeah. them. At. It's like, hey, four years ago you were in uh, you, you were in Utah, was awesome, having you a, got to be there. Yeah, you were having a great time in Utah, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was. I'd like to be back there. <laughs> Shut mm-hmm. up, Google looking at every picture Scott has posted, being like, is that Snowbird? Are you hinting? (laughs) Give me me hope.
0: (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, although the brewery distributes only Orval, it produces Petit Orval, also called Orval
1: Vert. The tiny Orval.
0: Yeah, the little one. Uh, For the monks and to sell in the brewery's cafe. A modest 3.4% ABV, Petit is made about three times a year by adding the regular Orval motherwort to a secondary tank with water already in place.
2: Hmm. Uh, right. Casey, uh, uh, Del not in the chat wants to know: Are you harvesting yeast right now?
1: I'm looking at the Orval bottle to see what's in there. Oh, I was like, see if I can find anything. I'm
3: checking ours. Ours does not. I can't find any yeast hanging in there. Like it's, uh, I'm there's, not getting a
1: whole lot. There's, I'm getting little proteins, but not, there's I'm not a little. Yeast yeah. Just yet. I don't know
2: if it's yeast or not, but there's a little little specks of something at the very bottom. But...
3: All well, of you... us are like holding them up like periscopes looking into the cameras like, huh.
1: At the very bottom, if you swirl it, you might get some creaminess. And so um, with that, you could probably tell if you... I mean, it should have some yeast because as this carbonates in the bottle, yeah. those yeasts are going to multiply.
0: If this on twitch after the fact if this is synced up properly i am grabbing the hell out of that clip of just everyone like casey's in a microscope over here we're all just like what
1: (laughs) are there be land Um, there uh.
2: there be yeast (laughs) Uh, (laughs)
1: Mm.
3: Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Yeah. Is that a Vagisil commercial? <laughs>
1: no. Just I got started to look at my, my section of reading here and for anyone that made a comment that Bob gets all the hard words, I don't want to hear it. Oh, oh no. no.
3: We've all gotten them right, right at this point. Okay, Casey Casey's I think takes the cake. Yeah.
0: Well, okay, yeah. So let's let's move into that next one. Let's Let's wrap. How are we saying this? I don't know. I'm going to say trap and be horrible. So, in 1880, the situation facing monastic orders in France was highly unfavorable. The you devil say. you say. That's, that's <laughs> the nicest way to say that as well. Uh, what, was the,
3: what did I say what the theme for the episode was uh, going to be? Establishing an abbey on the French border may have been a bad idea.
0: A little troublesome. The monks of Mont-de-Cat's Abbey? I don't know. Cote de Nuts. Indeed. Mont-de-Cat's. Uh, <laughs> Mont-de-Cat's. <laughs> God, I'm sorry. And near, I don't know, I, as got soon as up. I saw this word, I hear Grindelwald. <laughs> I'm like, that's not. F-
3: f- literally f- not that f- word. in Nord. So Go in northern Western France,
0: uh, fearing that they were about to be driven into exile, looked for a place of refuge in another country. They found the Sheepfold. The,
3: the shop, you got to say it because that's, no. the, that's the name of the brewery. For the longest Day. time. Oh. It's important.
0: school
3: Because the Abbey's named one thing and the brewery's named something else.
0: So at first glance, when one has been drinking, you see Schapuski. That's <laughs> not the word. <laughs> She's but a it's, <laughs> it's actually like S-C-H-A-A-P-S-K-O-O-I. Sobskoolie. I got nothing. I'm sorry, guys. Anyway, it means the sheepfold, which is not much better. But it's a group of three farmsteads built by then-crown prince Willem in 1834. Willem. Uh, true. In in Sure. Uh, in Berkel and Scott to the east of Tilburg. Hmm. I'm sorry about that whole last That sentence. would be
3: Belgium, if you're wondering. They said, yeah. hey, we need out of France. There's like a few miles into Belgium, cool, let's go right there
0: <laughs> so uh so Kent says he calls it Trap. so that's how I call it, but uh, he, he, th- thinks he, it is- it, he thinks he La Trappe. thinks La. La Trappe. okay, well, that's probably correct, but you know we're not, we're Look, not about uh, correctness on this show
3: they <laughs> they themselves are not um not big into being correct, so <laughs> let's uh, let's hear more about that.
1: In the early years, things were very hard at the Scop uh, mainly because they spent most of the time trying to think about how they were going to pronounce the city's name. <laughs> so, um, Dom Navardist Skewcart, a later superior or a <laughs> later sk- superior, I'm sorry, I'm uh,
3: sorry ex- Casey, huh? I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, later Superior <laughs> expanded the farm but even that was of little help then as the son of a Munich brewer he decided in 1884 to set up a brewery this improved the financial situation much to too, uh, uh, a difference of what happens at today's microbreweries look um, all
3: you gotta do is look up if you've seen pictures like I don't know like Kent Name Amos in the chat I don't know if any of them have been to La Trappe. But like if you look up pictures of this abbey compared to other abbeys, your other abbeys, you're like, my, hasn't someone done well? <laughs> and to know that, that like the one that stands today is the one they built then, mm. like it is, yeah, yeah, del noche, yeah, I have, yeah, this is uh, this is the one they built, like it was like they went from you know stick huts and sheep fields to that because of the brewery. <laughs> So in ni-
1: or, sorry, 1890, the monastery was raised to the status of an abbey, which by the end of the year housed a community of 57 people. The old buildings of the Skapskui were closed with the building of a new abbey and the name was transferred to the brewery. During the early, 20- early 20th century, the brewery developed into a medium sized enterprise and could bottle around 6,000 bottles of beer per hour by 1936. As I we got to were- interject
3: again real quick because I just <laughs> left stuff out and now I keep seeing it. So they were heavily uh, criticized at this point because uh, they were running the whole operation more as a for-profit business than as the other Trappists were. And that's kind of like the beginning of controversies and troubles with them and the Trappist mark.
1: I feel like even today they feel more commercialized than many of the others do. Although I don't think you can say that any of the Trappist breweries today are not at least somewhat commercialized. Uh, Yeah. Looking ahead. This next section is about to get (laughs) real depressing.
3: Brace yourselves. It's getting rough. Uh, Look at, look at the years we're, we're leaving 1936 on the Belgium French border.
1: (laughs) As as we've learned through the series most if not all Trappist abbeys were affected by World War 1 and 2 but Koningshoven Abbey was destroyed as many wasn't. Ob- wasn't destroyed as many others were um, in 1942 three monks of Jewish descent Ig- Igna- Ignatius Linus and Navardus Loeb were sent to Auschwitz where in September of 1942 fathers Ignatius and Linus were executed by firing squad along with Polish and Ukrainian Catholic priests for hearing confessions. According to camp to a camp orderly, Father Ignatius spoke just before he was shot the words for the novices of Um uh, It's, in i guess the dutch here it looks like dutch because vor is a is a dutch word if i'm not mistaken in the 1960s la Trappe released many additional types of beer along with its signature blonde and began producing batches of pilsners box and dortmunders the abbey originally owned several bars in the area and produced large lager sorry The Abbey owned several bars in the area and produced lager under its own Trappist brand, as well as the contract brewing for several private labels. Its own
3: Trappist brand. They were operating their own independent Trappist brand at this point. Interesting. Like That's not in association with any other one. So that's like if you're looking at, you know, again, with their troubles with the Trappist moniker, (laughs) it's... (laughs) It's just kind of been bubbling near the surface.
1: Do they get a cease and desist at some point? In 1969, the Abbey licensed the brewing operations to the Artois Brewery, now InBev. Um, This was during a period of leadership. Maybe that's why I feel like they're more uh, commercialized Mm -hmm. than others, because they're an AB InBev-style product. Um, This was during a period of leadership transition and was a time when Abbey had begun to divest itself of agricultural businesses.
3: From- yeah, that was. They were like rotating Abbott's at this point. They they went like a number of years without an Abbott. And then when a new one came in, he was just like, look, we got to cut a lot of this stuff out. Mm-hmm. And the brewing was part of it. And so that, that just went to, you know, that was they're like, hey, Embev, do you want to run this?
1: Yeah. And like, we well, like I money. mean, and we're talking Embev, which is the Belgian branch prior to AB InBev, uh combining. Yeah. So,
2: Voltroning together.
1: Yep. Um, from 1980 until 1999, the brewery was largely run by monks. Due to the difficulty of the aging monks continuing to operate the brewery, a limited liability company was set up as a subsidiary of the larger commercial brewer, uh, Bavaria. In 1999, the new company began to take over day-to-day operations, renting the buildings and equipment from the Abbey. Bavaria continues to market La Trappe slash Coding Chauvin, as Trappist beer. And in 2005, the monastery applied to again use the Trappist mark. Uh, Most of the the work that we've used to source from for this book was written in 2005, so it doesn't have a whole lot of detailed information because they really were were licensing that at the same time the book was published.
3: Yeah, Yeah, and that's to say this book, uh, Brew Like a Monk, is the – like it's the end all be all apparently because it's like everyone stopped talking about any of these breweries slash abbeys at this point. Like there's not a lot of current information and uh, like this is it. <laughs> it's just that like, was, well, I guess we're operating with 15 year old information. And that was
1: also pre, um, pre the second, craft beer boom. Beer boom. So you had a, yeah. a big craft beer boom in the eighties and then it, it, had its bubble, which popped, um, and then Belgians and imports became really big, mm-hmm. and that's where you see a lot of these places getting bought up by um, by American and international big brewery conglomerates, and then you saw the the, the new craft beer wave take over again around 2005 to now, um, and and kind of riding that wave there.
2: Yes, the uh, craft brew wave that's basically a flock of seagulls with beer. <laughs>
3: uh don't know the chat it's pronounced kunij kunij shovan kunij shovan
0: guess that it's a thousand years
1: <laughs> although beers from Shas, uh, Shak, uh we've said this a times shuck shup uh the carry kunij shavan Uh, label in the United States they're still better known here as La Trappe. even before Bavaria took control of the brand the brewery aggressively marketed La Trappe, including taking out a full page advertisement in magazines
3: because Um, when I was researching it's they clearly wanted want you to think that this is from the original Trappist like mm -hmm. oh this has to be from the like La Trappe. that's the monastery you know the Abbey and Monastery where the Trappist order was founded it's like yes this name has, like, this brewery has nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, they just grabbed that and said, we're going to use it.
1: It's a licensing deal. Our Belgian colleagues think we are too ad, commercial. Yep. But what can you do? Brewery manager Peter Peters said in <laughs> 1999. The future of Trappist is far from rosy. The number of monks is falling consistently. is falling consistently, and we do not have any monks at all working in our brewery right now. This is why from 99, we have joined forces with Bavaria. The monastery simply cannot continue to support the brewery, and distribution has always been our big problem. Bavaria can help us there, end quote. As a result of this agreement, a dispute arose with the International Trappist Association, the ITA. Remember those folks from the, the first episode that we did? Um, the body that governs labeling of goods as Trappist. They claim this new method of operation was against the regulations that permitted the beer to display the authentic Trappist product logo. Um, that geometric shape, hexagon? Do we? Yeah, it's a hexagon. Hexagon. Um, hexagon that, that has Trappist inside of it. Um get them the out. Ear-
2: They're dying in that.
1: Wallace <laughs> the beer continued to be brewed within the Abbey walls, the arrangement with Bavaria was felt to be too commercialized. As a result, the brewery withdrew their use of the logo on the 1st of December, 1999. However, the brewery continued to label their beer as Trappistin beer. After a lengthy study by all parties and review of the agreement between the Abbey and the brewery, the beers were granted the right to display the logo again as of September 9, 2005. As part of this settlement, the monks have taken a more active control of the brewery day-to-day operations working several hours each day at this point the community consisted of only 16 monks so the beers of La Trappe consist of a few different ones here so most likely you've probably seen their blonde and their double and their triple maybe even their quad um but they also have a few more so the first trappist white l in the world is the trap Trappe wit or yeah wit probably would be the correct correct pronunciation there um they also have a, pur, a pure, uh, pure, p u u r, an organic top fermented Trappist ale. They have a Bach beer, the only Trappist Bach L in the world. Uh, I want to
3: try it. I'm <laughs> dying to try a Trappist Bach.
1: <laughs> yeah, that'd be that'd be interesting to see. Um, an oak aged La Trappe, and then an Isidore. Uh, anybody know the the Translation of Isidore because I'm thinking I was just
3: looking at that, expecting us to devolve into screaming a sealed door. Cast it in, a sealed door. This is the one chance to destroy the ring. <laughs> um, oh, no. that's
1: that's where I'm um, because I was thinking Lord <laughs> of the Rings, that's where I kind of went yeah. with it. Um, Glad I wasn't yeah. the only one. I don't know what uh, Isidore means. So trance means he who will not throw rings into pits of fire. (laughs) Probably.
3: Well, their own website didn't say much about it. So
1: so it's a Latin. It's picking it up as Latin, and I don't think that's the case. Um, Yeah, well, we know that that, um, Tolkien was uh, heavy into languages, and so he may have seen a word like this that Let him kind of pick that name, um, possible for the books. He was in World War One. Yeah, could have, huh? Yeah, I was. I was saying yes. (laughs) Oh
2: yeah, so so I mean, he'd have been near Belgium at some point, (laughs) Netherlands, that area.
1: Some really bad uh, British battles that happened up that way. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so that wraps us up for La Trap. Ooh, I can see them. Yeah, it just gets so i had to change i had to change the light just a little bit to take a peek but it's really interesting because as i'm looking at the yeast here under the microscope from the orval (laughs) i'm seeing rods and yeast so the rods are going to be i wish i could show you guys this but the rods are going to be i may see if i can find a way to take a picture of it later and we can post it up with show notes or something like that possibly
3: that's fantastic. Casey just has his microscope on the table yeah, right there, and he's just like, oh, "No, we're
0: <laughs> as you do."
3: So, ooh, there's one chasing <laughs> the other. No, Noche, one. nerd. <laughs> so they're alive. They're still well, kicking. Well, it's
1: either that or,
3: or the extreme carbonation, the carbonation is be doing breathing it, but, life but, yep, into it. There's their...
1: definitely motility down there. That's really weird.
3: Wow. So they said, Orval said, uh, "Well, there's there should be." Constant maturing for nine months yeah. after bottling, and these have are well over a year. Hmm. So it could be bubbles. Hmm.
1: It very well could Tiny be bubbles. Because they seem to be flowing above it as well. The bubbles
3: explode in your face. <laughs> That's just cool. So frustrating. So yeah, uh, uh, it's just depressing when it's like, oh, a lot of these abbeys that used to have hundreds of monks. 16. Yeah. And that was as of 2005.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, that's uh,
3: <laughs> help
2: protect the monk population. Have your trappists. Uh, wait. Never mind. That that <laughs> sentence doesn't go the right <laughs> way.
0: <laughs> convince them that beer and god are better than sex.
3: Convince no, <laughs> convince them that, to go visit the uh <laughs> the brothel. <laughs> Break that vow for a night. Give us more. Give us baby monks. <laughs> we that's need how more. That works. <laughs>
2: <sighs> uh, I'm a trappist monk, like my father before me. Wait a minute.
3: <laughs> Wait, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> uh, all right. Where else do monks come from, especially in today's age?
2: Hmm. Well, uh, this episode uh, was written by
3: uh, by our own Chris Walker.
2: I don't know who would be outside the show writing your mm. episodes, but
3: uh, <laughs> hey, if we if we got big money and we could like <laughs> contract someone to write some, that would be fantastic.
1: <laughs> Good luck on that one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh,
2: But yeah, uh, you, uh, what was it? The the brutal like a monk is the main source we we used for this.
3: Yeah, and a smattering of like I don't know. There's I, I threw some links in there. I was literally grasping at straws for like find like the La Trappe information. Brew like a monk has a little bit, and then it's just reaching around the interwebs to find the rest because a lot of sources, no one wants to actually say La Trappe was ever not a Trappist yeah. brewery, and there's only like a couple places who are just like no. <laughs> They they weren't like you know, the places are like they they weren't Trappist and they probably aren't now. Mm. I don't know. It it seems to be a contentious yeah. point because a lot of sources don't even want to mention ever that it happened.
2: Yeah, it's not not a great thing when one of your bigger producers and sellers is uh, you know, on the fringe of not being allowed in.
3: But it's uh, yeah. it it really calls the reality of the Trappist quite right now with the, you know, the shrinking communities and this won't be around. Like we, we may live to see the end of Trappist products possible of like to this degree, it may end up becoming like, uh, the, the craft beer moniker and they just end up having to change the Trappist moniker to allow for like, well, it's brewed on grounds where, you know, used to be monks. <laughs> so you can call it Trappist.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
1: I feel well, like they may have already done some changing, you know, whenever they were trying to get LaTrap back into it. Right. Um. I, I, I don't know what they may or may not have done, but um,
3: you gotta, you gotta keep saying that could be a good uh, gotta, investigation for the final episode. Yeah. You gotta keep
2: Sam Adams in the, in the movement is all I'm saying. <laughs>
3: <laughs> they, I don't, they've not changed it since. And Sam Adams still sits there outside of actually being craft. So I don't know Are you all able to, don't know where that's going. Are
1: you all able to click on that link and see that? If so, I'm gonna put it in the uh the Twitch.
3: No. Okay. All right. Well Okay. I think uh, uh well we already know what we were drinking, you yeah, know, Zorval, so that's it's gonna wrap wrap that yep. up. Big shiny bow.
1: Well then. Subscribing at some great resources at HaveADrinkShow.com. Follow us at HaveADrinkShow on social media and Twitch.tv.
3: And you can tell us. Give any other Have a Drink Show uh, thumbs down and <laughs> just go trash talk them hard. No, yeah, fine. Whatever.
2: Don't. Uh, you can tell us your favorite drink though. Ask a question or just leave some general feedback. You can use the email address feedback at HaveADrinkShow.com. You can also use the feedback page on the website. Uh, or you know. Come knock on our doors. We're not going to tell you where we are, though. you got to have to find us. Good luck. We'll be waiting for you.
3: All joking fun aside, go trash talk those other shows. Oh, my God. Dude. (laughs) We want to remind everyone to please drink responsibly.
0: Indeed. That also means don't drink and...
3: Don't drink and tweet.
0: Post things that you shouldn't.
3: (laughs) No, you should. Shouldn't.
0: (laughs) All of us are just like, shush. Okay, so next couple of weeks, live episode, be there, uh, <laughs> and also remember to check out patreon.com/slash Have a Drink Show. Get that
3: July Fourth tasting episode.
0: Indeed, yes. once again, that's where you can find that episode and all of our post shows. Uh, once again, I'm Brittany Lee Walker.
2: I'm Justin Frazier. I'm Christopher Walker.
1: And I'm Casey Price. We'll see you next time.
3: Bye guys. Bye. Bye. heavily carved yeah Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this broker